Now, we're going to have our reading in a second, read by Israel. But before we do, I've got three questions for you to think about, which hopefully appear on the screen, for you to think about as we listen to this story, this Easter story. Number one, what was wrong with Jesus' grave? You might already think you might know the answer to that. What was wrong with Jesus' grave? Number two, what did the disciples see in the grave? And the last one's quite hard. What did they believe without really understanding? Do you really? Well, I'll tell you what. Hold on to it and let everyone else catch up with you. Let's pray before we listen to that. Israel comes up. So uh, tickle the person next to you in their ears. Tickle your own nose. Rub your knees. Clap your hands. And let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you for your word to us that is living and active. And by your spirit, we pray, Lord, that you would work your word in our hearts to give us the light of life, the hope of all the nations, our Lord and Saviour Jesus. Amen. Today we're going to be reading from John chapter 20, verse 1 to 20. And it says, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple. The, other, the one Jesus loved and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and all the disciples started for the tomb. Both, both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked, into, and looked in at the strip of line and line there, but they did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the clothes had been wrapped round Jesus' head. The cloth, the, cloth was lying, the cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached, finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. The disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, sit, in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken the Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? What is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and how will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that, they, that he had said these things to her. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, 
Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be unto you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Israel, thanks very much for that. Uh, beautifully read. So, uh, he is not here. Oh, let's try that again. He is not here. He is risen. That's what we're thinking about today. Our theme is we thank God at our all-age services for something. And today we are thanking God that Jesus lives and so will I and you if we trust in him. We want to believe that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Why are we listening today? Because what do we tell our kids? What do we tell ourselves about death? and sickness and difficulty in this world. It's not good enough just to ignore it. Actually, we've got some amazing hope, haven't we, Eddie, that we can tell everyone about in Jesus. So that's why we want to listen. Uh, If you're younger here today, or maybe you're visiting for the first time, we're going to think through, who will you follow? Who are you going to follow? A dead person or a soon-to-be-dead person? Or the living God? Yeah, really. And you can only get a hold back over there with Dad just for a second. Thanks. Good on you. Um, and for seniors, you're feeling a bit older. Maybe you've got a horrible diagnosis recently, or your body's starting to fail like mine is, um, and you're thinking, actually, is the hope that I have in Jesus real? I hope you'll see today that your hope that you have in Jesus is as real as Jesus' tomb is empty. And what I want us to consider is, what is it like where Jesus is now? What is it like where Jesus is now? So that we might be excited about that. So to help us out, first of all, we're going to play a game of where is it? Where is it? Here, I should have a picture up here, maybe. Did anyone this morning get up and have to go and find some Easter eggs in their garden? (gasps) You guys did, I know. Sometimes we don't know where the Easter egg is, do we? So you have to go looking for it. Where's it gone? Sometimes you might find that you come downstairs in the morning and your Easter egg is open and the wrapper is empty and someone has chocolate all around their mouth. Has anyone had that experience this morning? Where is my Easter egg? You've got to follow the clues, haven't you, to see where it's gone. Or maybe, do you ever play hide and seek? You're looking for someone and, you know, my favourite place to hide is actually behind a curtain. Because I'm so slim, no one can see the bulge. But you can see my feet sticking out about a mile. But you've got, when you look for someone, you've got to find them, haven't you? Where have they gone? And you go off and you have a find. The question today is not where is your Easter egg gone, not where is your, um, your little Easter egg hunt gone, not where is your dad gone, but where has Jesus gone in his tomb? So that is our first question. Our first question is, what was wrong in our reading from God's word with Jesus' grave? The Bible verse should pop up in a second. Have a think. What was wrong with Jesus' grave? Has anyone got an idea? You've really got no idea. Really? You've got no... Oh, Joshy. Yeah, brilliant. Have we got the verse up there? Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Madeline went to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the entrance. Do you know what that means? It means that actually Jesus' grave was open. So if you were walking through the graveyard 
and you saw uh, this picture up here of a grave that was open, you'd be really worried, wouldn't you? That is not right. Normally they've closed, aren't they? Because that, you put the body in and then they're closed over. But here, when they came to the grave of Jesus, it was open. Uh-oh. It's a serious problem, isn't it? Uh, and so they run off, Peter and the disciples, they run to go and have a look, don't they? And Mary runs to tell them. And that is right. And they say, look, uh, maybe someone has taken Jesus away. Because, after all, people don't walk off on, people who are dead don't walk off on their own, do they? So it's quite, you know, it's like Sherlock Holmes. It's a good deduction. It's open. There's no one in there. And so maybe someone has taken Jesus away. Is that right? Let's have a look. Our second question is, what did the disciples see in the grave when they ran to the grave? So I think the verse should come up there. Nothing. Yeah, that's quite good. Anyone else got... They did see nothing. Have a read. Anyone else got an answer? Eddie, have you got an answer? What did they see? You can tell me from there if you like. No, you're going to come up? Can't remember? Not a zombie. That would be pretty scary, wouldn't it? <laughs> but in this case, not a zombie. And that might be what you'd expect when you see an open grave. But not a zombie. Eloise, did you see what they said? What they saw? Yeah. That's right. They saw the cloths. Here they go. So Peter and the other disciples started from the tomb. Both were running. And when they get there, he bent over and he looked in at the strips of linen lying there. Do you see, they said that again. He saw the strips of linen lying in, in the tomb, uh, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. So they could see all the clothes, the, the special clothes that Jesus was wearing when his body was wrapped up. They're lying there, but what's missing? Jesus isn't there. That's a bit odd, isn't it? It's like seeing the wrapping from your Easter egg, but there's no Easter egg there. You expect when you see a wrapper, don't you, to see the Easter egg in it, and you expect when you see the linen to see a body in it, but there's no body there. The dead body is supposed to be wrapped up in that linen, that cloth, but it's not there. So I think we're going to do something just to help us understand this a bit more. So I need two volunteers who are old enough to be able to stand still for about two minutes. Josh, can you stand still for two minutes? Great, you come on up, you can be one. Hugh, can you actually stand still for two minutes? Okay, you come and stand here. Then I need probably three volunteers, like one grown-up uh, on this side with a couple of children. So can we have one volunteer to come and uh, be on this team over here? We'll be here all day, guys, unless someone volunteers. George, you'll do. Yeah, come on over here. And then uh, we need one more growing up on this side, please. It's very easy to do. What's that? Alice, you're going to come and do it? Thank you, Donna, for rescuing me. You're going to go on that side with Joshy. And then we can have a couple of children. We need a couple of children to volunteer. Guys, do you want to come over? Yeah, you come over here too. Yeah, you two can come up. Do you want to come up? Oh, yeah, brilliant. So, Hugh, will you stand in the front there? Okay. Uh, Josh, you stand in the front over here. Okay, what we're going to do, spread our children out between the two. Who have we got? So that looks good. You stay on this side, Toby, with these guys. What we've got is you have going to have one minute 
to wrap up your very standing still person in as much of this as you can. So you have to stand really still, Hugh. Okay, here we go. Right, are you ready? Steady. Go. Very gently, that's it, round you go. So this is a little bit like what, what the Israelites would have done with someone who had died, is you wrap them up in linen. Guys, you're doing really well there, well done. I like the way you've gone for the head. That's it. You, want, you need to go very gently with it, otherwise it snaps, that's it. You're doing a great job there. What we, man? Okay, got to keep very still, Hugh. Very still. Uh, of course, it might have been a little bit easier because the person they're wrapping up would have been dead, so they don't move, uh, and they might have been lying down rather than standing up. That's it, guys. Well done, well done. This is, this is going very well. You might find it works better to pass it to someone, that's it, and then wrap it around. So you pass it to me again on this side. Okay, uh, has someone timing a minute? Are we nearly... All right, let's give it 20 seconds. Four, three, two, one. Well done, right. Spare loo roll to me. Might need that later. Excellent, very good. Okay, you guys are going to sit down, but you guys standing still, stay still. Stay still. That's it, well done. Oh, gosh. There we go, right, stand still. That's it. You guys are doing really well. You're doing really well standing still. So look, this is the deal is if you go into an old tomb of Israel and you see the linen, you should have a body in it. But, uh, Josh, if you stay still, Hugh, can you please leave now by taking all that off? Go on, break it out of it. That's it. That's it. Pull it out. There you go. And then off you go. You're going to sit down. Ah, look. So, when the Israelites came into the tomb, when Peter and John and the disciples... This is what they were expecting to see. But actually, this is what they actually saw, except it was folded very neatly and tidily. Actually, it was just empty. Where is Jesus? He is not here. Now, if you were taking the body away, you would take the whole thing. Here you go, you take the whole thing like this, you just lift him up, and you take it all away. There'd be no linen, would there? But actually, that's different, isn't it? That's someone coming... In, someone's come out from the inside and just left the linen where it's lying. This tells you that someone has not taken the body away like they just first thought our disciples. Josh, you want to break out of that now and go and sit down. Well done. Round of applause for those guys. Great. Who's that snoring? Well done. Okay, here's our third question. So, after all that, what did the disciples believe without really understanding? That's quite a difficult one. That is quite a difficult one. Uh, shall I, I'm going to answer that one for us. They believed that Jesus was no longer dead and no longer in his tomb. They didn't really understand how or why that happened. Here you go, this is what it says. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed they still did not understand from scripture that's the bible that jesus had to rise from the dead see they believed that jesus was alive but they didn't understand yet and here is a little bit of bible that helps us understand maybe 
they should have remembered some of Jesus' words to them only about four days before, where he said, I am going to my father's house to prepare a place for you. I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. And then later on that day, he says, You have heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it happens, you will believe. Jesus has gone to his Father, just like he said he would, and he said that he would before it happened. Jesus said he'd go away from the disciples to be with his Father in heaven, and the disciples see that Jesus has gone, and they believe that he is alive with his Father in heaven. But what they don't understand is that Jesus had to rise from the dead. That's what it says here. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Well, here's some more Bible to help for that. Paul writes to the Corinthians, For what Jesus told me, I told you the most important thing, that Christ died for sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Do you see? Jesus had to die, be buried, and he had to rise again for your sin and mine. If we say sorry for our sin and our mess, our rebellion against God, and we trust in Jesus, then we've forgiven. And by his death and resurrection, we know exactly where we are going, to be with Jesus in the Father's house forever and ever. No fear of hell, no waiting for heaven, it's all, well, well, it's all waiting for heaven, aren't we? And it's coming soon. And not on our own. Because Jesus is not in his tomb. He's actually in heaven. And by his Holy Spirit, he's with us. If Jesus was still in his tomb, he wouldn't be able to be with us every day. So Jesus is not buried in the ground. He is alive, waiting for all those who believe in him in heaven. Jesus lives, and so will I if I trust in his resurrection. One, two, three, four, five. Well done. Now look, <clears throat> if people come looking for you after you die, where will you be? If people come looking for you when you die, where will you be? I know a friend whose dad used to stop people when they were on a walk. He'd be walking along and they'd see people coming the other way and he'd stop the people and say, hi, sorry to interrupt, but do you know where you're going? And they would say, oh, yeah, we're going to the, um, over the hill down to Chesham for a cup of coffee. And he'd say, no, 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 do you know where you're going when you die? And then he would tell them this amazing good news about Jesus. But actually, we can be totally sure that we are going, if we trust in Jesus, with Jesus, to the Father's house. <clears throat> so, if people come looking for you after you've died, where are you? What do you picture? How sure are you of it? Because I'm as sure of where I will be as I'm sure that Jesus' tomb was empty. Because my Lord lives, and I will live too. I will live in the Father's house forever. Can you imagine what it's like there right now? What's it like in our Heavenly Father's house right now as, they, as, as Jesus waits for us to be with him? What an amazing place. Maybe you're a bit older here today uh, or you've got some 
chronic pain or some awful difficulty at the minute, and you, actually that makes you think, as you get closer to death, is this really real? Well, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? See the empty grave and believe like the disciples that Jesus lives, and so will you and I if we trust in his resurrection death. So will our friends and neighbours if we stop them and say, do you know where you're going? And we get to share that with them, don't you? Now listen, maybe you're visiting, or maybe you're young here today, and you're trying to work out, actually, who are you going to trust your life to? Who are you going to trust your life decisions to? Who are you actually following? Well, I want to say to you, don't trust anyone except the living Lord Jesus, because everyone else is dead, or will be dead. There's only one person that's alive for all time that we can follow. Here is everyone's favourite Christian rap artist. Do we like Christian rap art? He's called Shy Lin. He's got a brilliant song, and it goes like this. I've rearranged it a bit. He says, Plato is dead. Socrates is dead. Aristotle and Immanuel Kant are dead. Nietzsche and Darwin are dead. However, Jesus is alive. Looking for the body of Jesus, you won't find it. We never lack spirit telling you cats hear it because his tomb is empty like most secular rap lyrics. Buddha is dead. Muhammad is dead. Gandhi and Haile Selassie are dead. Elijah Muhammad is dead. However, Jesus is alive. Throughout history, there's been mad religious leaders, prophets, preachers, scholars, teachers. But when it came to the grave, no one could climb out. That's where Jesus stands alone, like taking a time out. Pharaoh is dead. Cyrus is dead. Darius and Sennacherib are dead. Nebuchadnezzar is dead. However, Jesus is alive. Through faith in Christ, we've been saved from hell. Because he's risen, it means we'll be raised as well. In glorified bodies fit for new earth, for now we participate in the new birth. Caesar is dead. Herod is dead. Annas, Caiaphas and Judas are dead. Pontius Pilate is dead. However, Jesus is alive. Who will you follow? Trust your life and your life decisions on how to live to the only person who's beaten death. Don't trust anyone but the living God, Jesus. Following anyone else is like following a bunch of lemmings off the cliff, isn't it? But Jesus, he is not here. Jesus, he is not here. He is risen. 